Hello, welcome to a brand new podcast. This is Keith Thews and the new podcast is entitled Michiana Community Connections. A new program here at New Source One Michiana in which we get the chance to talk to or share stories of some exciting folks and news-making events and businesses in around Northern Indiana and Lower Michigan. Our first podcast today, season one, episode one, is gonna be featuring a debrief from a local Elkhart pastor and good friend of mine, Samuel Kimwenji. Samuel Kimwenji and his wife, Rosemary, are pastors of a little church called Rise Up and Walk Church, located near Baldwin and Bristol on the north central side of the city with a heart, Elkhart, Indiana. Back a few weeks ago, Samuel and his wife and kids went back to their home country of Kenya to do some mission work and ministry. And Pastor Samuel works also at Inova Federal Credit Union in downtown Elkhart. And recently he got a chance to share a debrief of his exciting six-week mission trip, and we're here to share it with you. So let's take a listen. Hello everyone, greetings. I am very grateful and very happy. Uh, my family and I uh, have been on a mission trip to Kenya. We left on December 6th. Kenya is one of the countries on the east side of Africa. And the goal of this mission trip was to encourage people, to bring hope, to be able to let the, the, the other people, especially in Kenya being one of the countries where uh, they may have limited resources depending on what part of the country you are from. We wanted to go back there and, and let them know that there is hope, even especially in the midst of the epidemics and all the uh, situations that we are going through around the world. <clears throat> so we took off and uh, we visited very many churches there. One of the churches that we visited uh, was in need of chairs. We went in there, and uh, as we ministered, as we shared the word to, of the Lord together, we also provided them with chairs. And you could see the joy because uh, some of the places there, they still have this wooden uh, bar that they sit on. But we went there, and we provided chairs. Another church that we visited was in uh, Jabine. We had to get up actually at four, no, at 3 a.m. to be able to get there, depending on the road and the situation. And we went in there. Uh, this church has been having dirt floors. So when they are singing or wh whatever they are doing, the, the dust would just come upon the air and feel everywhere. Uh, but we were able to help them cement the floors and also provide bathrooms. We are also working in future to getting them a borehole because water is very limited in that area. So we were so glad to see that being accomplished. Uh, the, second, the third church we visited, uh, it is the, the church that I grew up in when I was little, all the way young there. And I still remember the challenges that people would, would come there and, 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 and sit on dirt floors. And then eventually we got some wooden, uh, band, uh, wooden forms that we would sit on. 
Uh, but when we were there, they were in need of a building for the young people. And so we helped, uh, even though we didn't do a great contribution as we wanted, we became part of the solution towards completing that, uh, that building. Uh, the other churches we went to, most of them needed uh, help structural-wise. Uh, there are others that have been old paint and peeling off, and we were able to get some paint for those churches. We also had the privilege of visiting a prison called Kirogoya Prison. Now, in that prison, one of the things that was so amazing is that during the COVID, uh, many family, many of those inmates have been uh, have not had a visitor in a long time. Uh, they have been shut down of visit to the prisons and so forth. But somehow, by the grace of God, we were able to go in and we interacted with. Uh, they were about. Uh, 400 inmates, although not all of them came out to the meetings. And it was good to see, especially one of the inmates say that since he has been there, and he was there for a long time, it was long since he sat on a chair. Uh, because there, the, 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 the conditions there, the prison condition there, there uh, is, is very hard. Most of them don't even have adequate basic resources. They don't have even uh, beds. They will sleep in one big room and then they will just share a, a blanket. So we went in there, we helped with uh, the painting. Uh, we also helped in um, mentoring those young people and connecting them to, with, a, with a different program. We, have, we met with uh, two of the chaplains there that have been helping them. And when we left there, actually, they did not want us to leave. Most of them were crying, and they wanted us to stay more and more. So that's one of the adventures there. <clears throat> Then the other part that we visited was the schools. Now, I grew up in Kenya, and in the primary schools, uh, we also have problems of uh, whether it's limited food, limited uh, resources. These little kids will walk for very far distance to get to the school. They don't have a mode of transportation. And so since I'm very acquainted with that, we wanted to go back to that school uh, interact with the student and, and let them know that despite where you are, the struggle you are in today is not your permanent address. There is hope for tomorrow. You can rise up. And when we went in there, all the kids were running towards us and even giving them a soda, a bottle of a pop and a small cake, that to them was the greatest uh, gift they can receive. And most of them, even when we went there, they, they did not want us to leave. They, they kept following us, chasing after the car, and the word spread throughout the, the village there that there were some people that had come and shared the gospel and also fed them. So that was amazing. So we went to actually four schools, and when we were there, we also encouraged the, uh, the, the, the teachers who are in charge. They had so many uh, challenges. And one of the things they told us is that some of these kids, they will work very hard. Some of them don't have electricity. So what they do, and that's what I used to do, uh, we would light the fire. And if you have assignment, if you have homework to do, you would get very good firewood, and that would light will provide the light for you to do your homework. And others have the oil lamps, uh, uh, which they put the, 
kerosene lamps. So they go through a lot to be just even to make it through the, the whole uh, uh, their education system up to class eight, and then they go to high school. So we, we told them the stories of how we were there too and how we struggled, but we also told them that they can make it, and many of them promised that they would work very hard to at least achieve and be where we are. Uh, some of them, when they get uh, very good grades, they, their parents cannot afford to take them to the high school because it's very costly. And we pledged to help the best uh, student in all the four schools, which we are looking forward to helping them in, in the future. Uh, the other thing I wanted to share is that while we were in there, we were able to interact with a lot of uh, different one-on-one -on -one there were about seven young men that because of the problems they are in, some of them became addicted to alcohol and drugs and so forth. So we were able to visit their homes. We, we actually uh, were going around and visited their homes with my wife and my boys, and we were able to give them hope. We ministered to seven of them. They gave up their drinking, and, and we are connecting them to the rehab uh, rehabilitation centers there so they can at least develop and, and stabilize in their life and not be hooked up on those things that are destroying them. So the other thing we did was while we were in there, we sponsored a get-together party for the village and the people around uh, there. And one of the amazing things is that we were, we were targeting about 100 people, but the word went around and there came so many of them, close to 500. So we had to go back and re-budget and make, uh, make the food work. And uh, many of them were so grateful, they called us back and told us how well they received that meal. So we are so grateful. Uh, the other thing I wanted us to mention is that a lot of these places we went, Many people uh, were welcoming the good news. They were welcoming the gospel. Like I said, a lot of those people live below the, the poverty level. But when they see hope, when they see the encouragement, many of them were, uh, even though they have very little, they still can afford to smile. And especially embracing us and, 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 and even hugging us. They did not want us to leave there. I remember one of them cried out and he said, no, 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 you have to stay a few more days. Uh, but then we had to go to different towns and different places. And that was very encouraging. So I want to say that uh, the reason we went there was to bring hope, to bring healing, and to tell the others that even though you are struggling today, even though you have, like me being an example of what that struggle is, I know exactly how it is. And, and so, so most of those kids, when we relate with them, they, they began to open up. We got one-on-one. -on -one. We spent some time with each of them. And many of them are promising. And they are saying, we are going to work hard. We are going to, to uh, develop discipline. We are going to work hard in our schools and get better grades so that they can at least help their parents. Because most of the people there, they depend on agriculture. 
Agriculture is the mode of, uh, is how they will earn their living. Many of them will wake up very early in the morning, even before they go to school, the little kids, they go and cultivate the farm a little bit for one hour, and then they dress very quickly and they run to school. And when they come back, sometimes there is not even enough food on the plate. So we are very grateful for everyone that has helped us, and we are looking forward to doing this many times and helping as much as we can. Uh, one of the things that we learned in this uh, trip is to be grateful for what you have. We saw a lot of people struggling even to get clean water, even just one cup of clean water, leave alone taking showers and, and using water in other ways, but even one cup of water was so well received that they never forgot. Uh, the other thing we wanted to say is that we use this trip uh, we were, during this trip, we are reminded that every, whenever you have an opportunity to do well, do it. Take the opportunity, whether to encourage somebody, whether to help someone that is in need. We are the one to be people that provide solution to others. And this I was reminded because even INOVA Credit Union is based on the philosophy of people helping people. So we are here today to be a solution to someone else. We are here today to be a light unto so many. And the other thing that we were reminded is that no matter how bad the bad news are, there is always light at the end of the tunnel. We saw so many kids began to grasp the message and they were running and they were telling us, we promise we are going to work hard, we are going to stay on course and very soon we'll be where you are. And we said, yes, you can do it and no matter where you are, tomorrow can be brighter for you. So we are so grateful, uh, even when we are seeing the smile on the prisoners, even though they had so many problems, they could still smile. And uh, this tells us that where we are right now, we can become better. So let us be thankful for what we have. Let us reach out to the people, whether it's in the community here, whether it's where you work, do be the best and do the best you can while you are living and make a difference like we are even through Inova Federal Credit Union. Thank you so much and may God bless you all. Thank you, Pastor Samuel, for that great debrief. Stay tuned for future podcasts here on News Source Michiana as we get a chance to talk to individuals and their businesses and newsmakers. So stay tuned. This concludes Episode 1, Season 1 of Michiana Community Connections.